week and be like, oh, I'm really sorry for the crappy audio quality last week. <laughs> what? Oh, it was really bad. Oh, yeah. It's like, you don't have to be that self-deprecating. It's okay. Yeah, I think this sounds great. But I'm also getting, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to up my mastering chops. And I'm figuring out little ways to do stuff. So if you're listening to any episodes at any point in time and the fucking sound quality is fucked up, like, feel free to tell me. I think it's a little quiet sometimes, but, you know, whatever. Sometimes as in the old episodes or sometimes as in the old episodes. Yeah. Yeah. The old episodes, there's nothing I could do about on like the first, I think, five episodes because it's all one audio track. Right. Mm -hmm. And so nothing got I should have. I mean, I probably should have just scrapped all those. You know, maybe I will eventually at one point in time and then, you know, yeah. but I don't know. I'm wondering if the audio quality made anyone disappear, but I don't think so. I mean, if we look at our, if we look <laughs> at know. our analytics, I got, I got one person that texts me all the time about the episodes and as, hey. you know, uh, is, is shout pump, out one person, shout <laughs> out, shout out to, I don't know if I'm supposed to say their name, right? You, you know, might be invading uh, well, their I privacy. asked them, I was like, do you want, cause I've shouted them out before, uh, without name. And I was like, do you want me to shout name? And I never got a full answer. Mm, a full consent answer. is important, man. Yeah. We gotta, yeah. You can't not gotta, consent. Can't violate the consensual nature of a social contract. I like adding more words than are necessary into a oh, yeah. sentence sometimes. Sentencing. So. Our statistics show 94% United States downloads, 4% Sweden. Oh, oh, you little sweethearts. Mm-hmm. Well, we love our Swedish. Uh, we got we got some downloads in Germany, which I think I know who that is. That I think that's my homie. Oh, you Deutsch bag. We love you, man. You Deutsche. Poor lady. Uh, well, I think it's... I don't know. I, I think it's my... If if I know who it is, I think I know who it is. And then we got India, Israel, Russia, and I don't know what AA means. That's the fucking Agricultural Association, dude. Oh, shit. Of course, you know, because we yeah. talk about crops. Because we talk about crops and circles. Mm-hmm. Crops and circles. <laughs> Radishes. And, yeah. Beets. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to. I mean, if, if we don't, who is? No one. Yeah. We're literally the only game in town. Yeah. We're really big in Moldova, you know, as you do. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Number one podcast in Moldova. Moldovian, baby. <laughs> Eastern European block. Eastern European block. Ah. Um, Blocked. yeah, man. Peace to all those folks. They need that shit. It's all your fault. It's your fault we're at war. You know that? If only I had believed a little harder, you know? A little more faith. Hi, everybody. Welcome into the Nostalgia Pit, a podcast aiming to dissect pop culture, the subconscious, and other psychological phenomenon through a hyperbolic and prismatic lens. Hosted by Rob Snow and Colin Cassard, mixed by Alex Riddle, and songs produced by Golden Beats, the Nostalgia Pit is available anywhere you find your podcasts. Let's talk about sex, baby. That's right. We're going back into the vault one more time so Colin can put on his teacher hat and take us back farther in time 
to learn about the intersection of yogurt, butt play, and cornflakes. We then learn about the differences of fetishes, kinks, and paraphilic disorders, as well as the origins of BDSM. Top all that off with some toxic media tropes, and we got ourselves a cocktail. Make sure you get those ice cubes soaking. At this time, we want to thank our sponsors, Strange Loop Animations, a brand new visual arts company specializing in 2D traditional animation. The founders of Strange Loop have been supporters of the show since day one. And as they are supporters of the show, we are now supporters of their art. So make sure to go check them out on Instagram at Strange Loop Animations, all one word. And don't forget to stay tuned until the end of the episode where we have Mad Shroom MC's hit single, Jaws. You can find the video, you can find the link to the video in the description, as well as links to all of his music and all of his socials. Fantastic human being, and you might already know him, but you don't already know it. So, make sure to stay tuned until the end for Jaws. Alrighty then, let's hit it, sex talk. Alright, can I tell you, can I tell you a story? You can tell me a secret. Okay, I don't know if it's a secret. Alright, fine, tell me a story. Jesus. Okay. In, the, in the 18th and 19th centuries, the Western world... It worked itself up into a mass hissy fit over the idea of people touching themselves. Quite the tizzy. Oh, are right? we going to talk about corn? Oh, yeah. go ahead. No spoilers. Judeo-Christian tradition has already been damning of masturbation as a misuse of sexuality for ages. Right. But Victorian era prudent, uh, prudishness and the Great Awakening and other religious revivals in America created a perfect storm for people to get really obsessed with hey. anti-masturbation. Look at who joined the motherfucking party right now. Hey, we're talking about touching ourselves and guess who shows we're up. We're talking about touching ourselves and our genitalias. Genital man. Because he's a genital man. He's a genital man, oh baby. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, oh, 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 oh. What's yeah. I just I just did genital hey. I just did genital man to the tune of Basketball Jones. You guys remember Basketball oh, Jones? Basketball Jones. It was a banger. Yeah, Chris Rock. Barry Don't White, Chris Rock and Barry White. And some ladies that I don't know. The, the, the backup singers, they never get the they never get the love. They never just like, yeah, let's just get some random chicks in here. Just some just some ladies. As long as there's tits in the room, I'm okay. <laughs> they have vaginas, good. Get them on the track. Get them on right. the track. Yep. Get them on the track. Yep, yep, right, we, yep. Let's talk about jacking it. Let's talk about. Oh yeah, so so back to back to the jack. Fiddling your diddle, baby. Okay. <laughs> All right. So in the young United States, one of the loudest anti-masturbation <laughs> voices was a was Michigan. Ford. 
No. Well, similar area. Well, he was a Michigan physician named John Harvey Kellogg. I thought you were going to say John Jacob Jingleheimer. John oh, Jacob Kellogg. Jing- yeah. Oh, <laughs> I see. John where Jacob this is Jingleheimer going. Kellogg. Yeah. Uh, the good doctor was a bit uncomfortable about sex. So thinking it detrimental to physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being, mm-hmm. he personally abstained from it and never consummated his marriage. Oh, I bet that was by choice. Oh, yeah. That's what that is a choice. That's oh, what he's saying. Oh, sure. That's what he, he may said. have actually spent his honeymoon working on one of his anti-sex books. That's that's uh, alleged. Okay. God uh, damn, he, his wife must have been a fucking... I was so disappointed in him. <laughs> she had uh, something else going on. Right. Yeah. That or she's sleeping with the butler. Ladies yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so he and his wife kept separate bedrooms and adopted all of their children. All right. Jesus. So what a loser, dude. What a loser. What a loser, bro. What a fucking dork. Okay. So sex with your wife is bad, but masturbation is even worse. Quote, if illicit commerce of the sexes is a heinous sin, Self-pollution is a crime doubly abdominable. But where did he get this fucking idea to begin with that it was right. so bad to have sex? Uh, it's not well, even in the fucking Gospels. Well, this anti-masturbation thing goes back to, yeah, it goes back to Judeo-Christian tradition that's been like, they've been damning masturbation for a really long time. Even if it's not, is it, is there specifically anything, isn't there something in the the Bible about not spilling your seed? Maybe isn't I'm pretty sure there's that's a like of, a a super also, specific thing, right? A lot of shit in the Bible. A lot of shit in the Bible. <laughs> there's a hell of shit in the Bible. No, I'm pretty sure that that is something that you like. You're not supposed to this. Your seed is not supposed to hit the ground. It's supposed mm. to be like it's not wasted. You're not definitely not supposed to masturbate. So masturbation has always been no bueno. Okay, but where's he getting the idea that sex is so bad? You know, with your well, wife. that is a that is a that is the good question, right? You know, I mean, he is married at this point, and dude is shying away from the boner you know what i bet i could find something in the bible that says not to uh neglect your wife i bet there's some shit in there about that Uh, i doubt it yeah i was gonna say (laughs) you're pretty (laughs) really you're telling me that there's some women's rights in the bible no not women's rights but i bet you i bet you man i'm gonna fucking find it y'all are gonna look so stupid right now the only thing about your wife do yeah please please stupefy me (laughs) <laughs> that's a song right stupefy. stupefy i know that i don't mean disturbed oh, ah, ah. is that stupefy i think yeah, it's the name of the yeah, album maybe it's right disturbed, yeah. is that it <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah i just had to sample that for the fucking yep disturbed damn episode. yep yep thank you see i know my shit bro see you think i won't find some shit in the bible i knew that shit i mean i <laughs> I said it. I mean, <laughs> oh, 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 long hair takes the credit. Jesus over here. <laughs> Rob's working on his hard bodied abs. Oh, so man, I that, wish. Get that Jesus on the cross look, you know? I wish. I was making such good progress before I got this uh, tennis elbow from not playing tennis, <laughs> from, uh, from masturbation. Ah, that's what everybody that. says immediately. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, we just go. You, I mean, you, you're setting me up. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> that is, it is on point, though. That is on topic. Got to be yeah. whacking it somehow. So that quote was from uh, Kellogg's book, Plain Facts for Old and Young, Embracing the Natural History wow. of Hygiene and Organic Life. He catalogs oh, 39 different symptoms of a person plagued by masturbation, including general infirmity 
defective development, mood swings, fickleness, bashfulness, boldness, bad posture, stiff joints, fondness for spicy foods, acne, palpitations, and epilepsy. <laughs> he had contradictory fucking symptoms in yeah, that Yeah, he shit, did. <laughs> what the fuck? All I know is that I love spicy food. That means is that because I masturbate or is that be do I do I masturbate because I like spicy food? <laughs> oh, that's like, is this point. like a chicken and the egg scenario here? <laughs> that's a bold and bashful. Like bold and bashful, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like what? Which one, dude? <laughs> oh, defective development, mood swings, fondness for spicy food. Like, what? What are you talking about? So yeah, his solution to all this suffering was a healthy diet. He thought that meat and certainly flavorful or seasoned foods increased sexual desire and that plainer food, especially cereals and nuts, could curb it. While working as the superintendent at Michigan's Battle Creek Sanitarium, he hit upon a few different healthy eating ideas. Two became breakfast staples and one thankfully didn't. So early in his tenure, the, sanita the sanitarium, he created a, quote, health treat for the patients that consisted of oatmeal and cornmeal uh, baked into biscuits and then ground into tiny pieces. He called it granula. Uh, this is maybe the worst name imaginable, according to this person. Uh, a, since a very similar product with the exact same name was already being made and sold by James Caleb Jackson, another dietary reformer. Under the threat of a lawsuit, Kellogg changed the name of his creation to granola. So it was literally G-R-A-N-U-L-A, -A, like granula, mm -hmm. before, and then he just changed it to O. He got sued, and he went from U to O. Oh. Okay. Oh. Oh. Wow. 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 <laughs> that was pretty good. Is granula still around? Is that still uh, available? I've never heard know, of man. granula. I don't know what the fuck granula is. Granula. Oh, hold on. I just saw the word anus. Let me go back. Granula. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. You know, like when you're a kid, I just like, I don't know. I read a lot of books as a kid and I remember just being able to like open up a book and like you could see the word sex without like reading the book. You just, you just like immediately or like anus, like, I don't know, dude, my, 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 dude. yeah. So I just like was scrolling down the page and I was like, oh, anus. Okay. So we're going back. <laughs> Another of Ke uh, Kellogg's dietary innovations developed to ensure clean intestines was an enema machine that ran oh water through the bowel and then followed it with a pint of yogurt. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so they boofed yogurt? Man, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so he's not okay with sex, but he's all right with putting yogurt up your butt. A pint. A pint of fucking a yogurt. Whole pint oh my of yogurt. god, bro! Half delivered through the mouth, and the other <laughs> half through the anus. <laughs> oh, oh, both ends. Both ends. You're literally getting yogurted at both ends. So I can see where this is leading up the fetishes. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can't exactly. get off without having fucking yogurt shoved up both fucking ends. But Are sex is fucking Christ. terrible. Yeah, because he's Jesus jealous. Christ. And also, is this the same Ooh. Kellogg's that made Frosted Flakes? Yeah, dog. This is this is we're talking the origin <laughs> of Corn Flakes here. This is the dude that that did Kellogg's cereal. We're talking. This is uh, Corn Flakes was his first cereal. So this is the invention of Corn Flakes. So that you don't. 
masturbate. Yeah, it's, yeah. So later, Kellogg developed a few different flaked uh, grain breakfast cereals, including cornflakes, as healthy, ready-to-eat, anti-masturbatory anti- <laughs> ready anti- morning meals. He partnered with his brother Will, the sanitarium's bookkeeper, to make them uh, to make and sell them in public. <laughs> Will had less interest in the dietary purity and more in the business sense, uh, and had more of a business sense than his brother. Yeah, and he's worried smarter. that the products <laughs> wouldn't sell as they were. <laughs> Wanted to add sugar to them to make. <laughs> <laughs> so he added sugar to them to make them more palatable. Mm, that's uh, going to make it way more masturbatory, though. You know exactly, I mean? exactly. Right. That's what makes you want to masturbate more than sugar, dude. Right. Exactly, dude. So John wouldn't hear it. So Will eventually Can't started selling the cereals through his own business, which became the Kellogg Company. So Will Kellogg is the actual starter of Kellogg Company, and his brother John Kellogg came up with the original it new, recipe. Lunatic. It was a it was a masturbatory lunatic. Uh, the brothers continued to feud for decades after. Masturbators who enjoy cornflakes can probably attest that the sugar was a good idea. <laughs> that guy was not only unscientific, but didn't even get the Bible right because Corinthians 7. Listen to this. Are you okay. ready? Hit me. Hit me. Okay. The husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise Ooh. the oh. wife to her husband. The wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband. In the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. Do not deprive each other except by mutual consent and for a time so that you may devote yourself to prayer. Then come together. (laughs) That's what it says. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Fuck yeah, dude. Preacher Rob. Damn, get, yeah, that was fire. Yeah. Dude, that's fire and brimstone, baby. <laughs> okay, I, I've been saying this for a while. Side note here, but we need to figure, we need to start a church, right? Okay, let's go. The reason, it's, it's not for the religious aspect of it, but we could totally get something out of it. But it's just tax exemption purposes. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Oh, 1,000%. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like, we could be rich right now if we didn't, I mean, not rich, but, you know, think about we would have... Twice as much money as we've had in our lives if we went hadn't paid taxes. <laughs> and that's Sorry. why Scientology is fucking genius. Right. Not only do you have to pay to be a member, but it's all tax exempt. You have to pay taxes on any of the dues or fees or none of that shit. Right. A tax exempt for profit industry, dude. Genius. So good. So good. Based uh, on science fiction. I love it. Uh, that being said, Corinthians is way more inclusive than I thought. Yeah. Not only is the the woman's body not only her property, but her husband's property, but the husband's bo- body, uh, vice versa. This vice goes both versa, ways. Dude. Why do people love to you know aggregate clips? Like you know, like that's a thing that happens a lot. Where like uh, a person in an interview says like one thing and it gets taken out of context and that goes mm-hmm. viral. Right. The same shit has been happening forever with literature. Yeah, man. Oh. Fucking people just taking these goddamn quotes out of context from the Bible and being like, see, see, you know, the woman has to fulfill the man. Right. It's like, oh, but also, you know, the 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 man has to fulfill the woman. No, no, <laughs> no, no, I didn't read that part. It's like, okay, so. You right. can find any old goddamn thing in the Bible, man. You find literally anything. That is fire. That is dope. I, Whatever you want, you can find it in there. So, what, 100%. There's like a, an idea that will contradict another idea that you can find <laughs> yeah. at really any point. Just like time. John Jingleheimer Schmidt Kellogg. I mean. No, all right. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there some in the Bible that if uh, you rape a woman, then she has to become your wife or some shit like that? Am I tripping? Yeah, yeah probably. I'm tripping. Yeah. No, no, no. That's in there. No, no. Yeah, I was gonna say that's Old <laughs> Testament shit right there. Well, dude, yeah. it's it's more like uh like <laughs> I think it's like in time of conquest and war or something like that. If you take uh, a woman, if you take like a woman from her, if you kill her hu- husband or whatever, and you take that woman for yourself, you have to marry her. See, because it's a kindness uh, to her. Because otherwise, she'd be all on her own. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know I mean. Okay. Gotcha. Yao Ming. Gotcha. Yao Ming. Okay. Yao Ming. Misinterpret. So that gets into some some weird shit, right? Okay. So we started out this whole thing with consent. Right. Talking about consent. And then talked about anti-masturbation because, you know, you have to consent to your own penis. Okay. Otherwise, if you don't, you know, you're a sinner. And then you got married and you never consummated your marriage. So, you know, what are you doing? Did Jake, dude, did John Kellogg consummate his fucking marriage? No. Is he, was he actually married ever? That's, that's the question. Because if you don't consummate it. You know, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, does it make any sound, right? If a marriage is there and it was never consummated, did it even exist? Right. Right. Mm. Right. 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 I just, that's all I'm saying. I'm just asking the hard questions. Did they have any interviews from his, uh, from his wife? how she felt about it or what her stance was. I really am curious. I I doubt that because, you know, women's rights aren't the best. (laughs) That's uh, facts, though. That's facts. Right. But yeah. So I was looking into the BDSM community and all the BDSM stuff that I was going to tell you guys about. Oh, hell yeah. And also got into this trope, uh, which I will talk more about here shortly, the trope of, uh, uh, she gets raped and then falls in love with her abuser. Oh, like in movies and stuff? Not or just like movies. Literature? It's it's everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Right. So let's get into this. Okay. Let's dive in. Let's deep dive. Okay. No more gargling of the, of the lice. Okay. So the question at hand, right? So what is the difference between a kink? Fetish and a preference, right? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, right? So what is a kink? Let's define a kink, okay? Okay. A kink. I think I know. What what do you think a kink is? A kink is something that doesn't have to be present, but if it is present, dope. You know, like a kink could be feet, you know what I'm saying? Or something like that. Or like being tied up or something like that, but you don't need it to get off. Whereas a fetish is something that you need in order to complete sexual gratification. Hmm. Interesting. And then Dr. Kevin, no, you're completely correct. What's the, and what was that last one? A preference? Preference. Yeah. Preference. Yeah, preference mm. is just, you know, so um, you like yeah. chocolate more than strawberry or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Preferences, right. preferences light, you know what I mean? Um, you know, preferences are, 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 are light versions. Kinks. Yeah. Or turn ons. Uh, like you said, uh, it is, a good way to put it is it's a must-have versus a, a would-like, right? A fetish is a must-have. Like, I can't get off. I can't complete this process unless I have your feet in my mouth. Right. Whereas mm. um, some people are just like, <laughs> hey, you know, we could have sex. And, you know, if you want to put your foot in my mouth, you know, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay with me, right? And I like that. And you're like, okay, you know, you don't need it. But, you know, every now and then, big toe. Going to the market. Boop, right in there. <laughs> Going yeah. to the 
Going to the mark. Going all the way to the mark. <laughs> this little piggy went. Heaven. This little piggy went right into your butthole. Right. Oh. <laughs> Got all hey, the meatloaf. You know, exactly. Consent. I can you know? only get off if my right big toe is up somebody's butthole. That's it. It's the only way. Fetish. Yep, okay. It's the only way, dude. We're achieving fetish status here. Okay. Yep. Right. So yeah, a fetish is a form of sexual desire, 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 <laughs> in which gratification is linked to an abnormal degree or at an abnormal degree to a particular object, item this of clothing. This is fetish. Yeah. Okay. So. <clears throat> Let me start again. A form of sexual desire in which gratification is linked at an abnormal degree to a particular object, item of clothing, part of the body, etc. So fetishized item scenario must be present in order to become sexually aroused and or achieve orgasm, right? So fetishes, not all fetishes are bad and not all fetishes mean that a person is is getting into the next category, which is paraphilic disorders, paraphilic disorders, right? Oh, shit. And paraphilic, oh, shit. yeah, paraphilic disorders occurs when uh, a paraphilia, which is, you know, uh, your sexual preference, your fetish, right? A paraphilia is like a more technical term for a fetish. So it occurs when a paraphilia causes distress for the person and for others and may not include adequate consent may be illegal and may violate social boundaries or rules. Ooh, okay. okay. So, so that we're getting masochism into masochism like, shit. Well, not necessarily masochism. This could be uh examples are like frauderism, right? Um where a person like you know, so frauderism <laughs> is when a person rubs their genitalia against an unsuspecting person, right? This is like you're on the bus and it's very crowded and all of a sudden you <laughs> notice that that you know, person is rubbing their junk against you. Oh this happens. God. This happens very often to female-bodied people, and it's really, it's not okay, right? So people are just literally rubbing their junk up against people. Another Jesus, one is, uh, you know, uh, flashing uh, people. You know, the mm. uh, um, the voyeurism, Co- exhibitionism, exhibitionism. That's I'm sorry, that's it. Yeah, exhibitionism um, can be. It can go either way, right? So you can be into exhibitionism, <clears throat> exhibitionism. In the sense of like, I like to masturbate and, and and be watched by my partner, right? And that's totally okay. And then it can get to the point where you're, it's like you like to masturbate in the park and have random people see you, right? And that's not when it's okay. So that's when the para, it's what becomes a paraphilic disorder. And so what defines a disorder, you might ask? Uh, they have the four Ds. Uh, deviance, so it def- uh, deviates from social norms, uh, causes distress by the behaviors, desires, and our emotions. So, right, this person often in a para- with a paraphilic disorder will know what they're doing is incorrect, but they're they're doing it anyway. Yeah. Uh, dysfunction is caused by the behavior; it interferes with daily functioning. So, let's say some people like can't go to work. You know what I mean? Um, for, or whatever else and then another d it could be dangerous to oneself or others right mm, yeah traumatizing yeah, i feel like the first and the last one are kind of a little bit iffy because the first one it's like deviates from social norms or whatever it's like well what is normal then like because at some point homosexuality was a paraphilic disorder probably you know and then the third one it's like if it's dangerous i don't know it's like there's like a, a lot of dangerous activities people enjoy so anyway yeah i feel like that first one's a or first and the fourth one, I feel like are like, eh, I don't know. So would uh, another one be like asphyxi- asphyxiation? The ones where dudes be dying play. while they're getting their fucking while they're jacking off, like strangling themselves, and then mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So uh, breath play would get into the fetish when the person needs it, right? They need the autoerotic asphyxiation. Right. As far as it being a paraphilic disorder, it would become that if they, if it's dangerous to themselves, right? If they are at risk of, you know, dying because they need to do it and they yeah. can't get into a safe situation. Like if people are into autoerotic asphyxiation or choking and things like that, there are communities of people that are, you know, willing to, that are also into it, you know, and, and people in those communities are often very open and engaging about like their sexual preferences and things like that. So you might, you know, meet people that are like, Hey, you know, or, you know, to, to each other that they're both okay with these things. Be like, Hey, you know, I'm going to be choking myself in the bedroom. Could you make sure <laughs> in five minutes that I'm, uh, you know, still alive if I don't come out of my room. Right. Communication, and that's baby. Communication, <laughs> consent. You know, it's, it's totally, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's all, it can be done, you know, and there are degrees in which to do it, but when it becomes dangerous, that's when it becomes bad. Right. So as Rob, yeah. you, you were saying the deviance of social norms, you were thinking about what social norms and right. how that varies. Right. So that, that kind of stems me into the next category of just sexual fantasies in general. Right. So when we get into like, what do people fantasize about? Is there any uh, pattern to fetishes and things like that? Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So when, um, in this survey, uh, these surveys that, that I was going through, um, which were or referenced in the Sex Explained documentary on Netflix, Ooh. which is a really good documentary, and I recommend Sex Explained. Sex Explained, um, but they talked about um, how sexual fantasies essentially fall under fall under three different umbrella categories, and those are, those categories are novelty, uh, group play, and power and control. Right? Mm, totally. Hell yeah. So novelty is new places uh, or ways or things like that. Okay, so you have secretive sex right so it could be you know something you know whether it's uh cheating could be like yeah. a, a one night hookup or you know like a one night stand or something like that you Little know tryst someone that you know is like scandalous and you shouldn't hook up with them and you do right so there's the there's the secretiveness there's the risk of discovery public sex uh spontaneous sex you know like hooking up with someone at a club right uh, toys, uh, hooking up in, 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 in random places, you know, like, uh, the, the mile high club, all that kind of shit. And so when looking into novelty, two thirds of adults fantasized about sex toys, uh, and two of the most common sex toys were blindfolds and handcuffs. Oh yeah. Okay. I see that. Right. And so why you might ask, you know, what is, what, it, what is happening that makes people, um, want novelty in their sex life and the fact of the matter is that repetition isn't sexually appealing that right. people always desire the new right right and so the super shitty misogynistic triggers way, those hormones and shit yeah so the super shitty misogynistic way of thinking about that is like the guy who's always hooking up you know like in kids right you know of the the dude who's always after the virgins right mm. uh, telly yeah looking for that body count yeah exactly and so they're they're always after that something new, right? And so this this was quantified in this in that documentary when they did a study and they showed people the same porn clip, you know, over and over and over again until and while measuring their arousal levels, right? And the more times that they showed the person the porn clip, their arousal dropped. 
and then they switched it over to something new and they're just, boom spiked right back up right and yeah, i can attest to that that's true yeah you know like we all uh, like a little something new what's wrong with that okay so that is what that desire for the new for the 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 guessing for or the something that is unsuspected etc that all stems into the novelty and then that kind of goes into the group play as well, right? And group plays, multiple partners can be orgies, gangbangs, um, all that stuff. Yep. And so 95% of men and 87% of women had fantasized about it at one point in their life. So that's almost, it's, it's like everyone, right? Uh, 53% of women and, or, I'm sorry, 53% of men and 35% of women had fantasized about it often. Like, you know, and then contrary to popular belief, Orgies, gangbangs, group sex is actually more popular for people in their 40s to 60s. I believe that. Yeah. I, you always hear about like the people who get older and then they start doing freakier shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That they've group? been fucking each other for fucking 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, hey, how about, we, how about we go to that, that swingers club? Yeah. And then also there's all those like stories of people who go to sex clubs or like nude beaches. And then they're like, oh, there's just like middle-aged to old people here yeah <laughs> oh yeah they're just they're they're feeling it you know what i mean or they finally got comfortable with their body to go out there like that you know isn't that sad man that's so sad bro it takes you like your whole fucking life to be okay with you in right. multiple ways but yeah especially like physically and just mm. like what you're actually into and shit a lot of people aren't even okay with themselves they're just like they don't care anymore yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's also facts. true. <laughs> They're like, damn, yeah, over the hump. You know what I mean? Just like yeah, I still kind of care, but yeah. <laughs> Yo, fuck it. I got this. Yep. I eat whatever. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, going into why with the group, right? And right. why why are people into group shit? People are narcissistic in a lot of ways. Like they they aren't narcissists, but they have narcissistic tendencies. So being at the center of attention, you know, people want to feel wanted. They want to feel desired by multiple people at the same time. Yep. And and again, it goes back to that boredom of a sexual routine and new, you know, it's all, it's something that's new, right? Another thing that it is taboo, obviously, because it's more taboo than the novelty section, right? Because group sex is inherently sinful because you're because ha- it, it it is either premarital. Right. Because it's non-monogamous. Or, and it's non-monogamous, right? So in our culture specifically and in Judeo-Christian uh, modern society cultures, you know, monogamy is is everything unless you're in, you know, Islam and unless you're in, like you're you know, in your Mormon. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of social norms, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. And so then going into the power and control area, um, and that that involves BDSM, blindfolds, tie-ups, pegging, uh, role-playing, uh, leather, all sorts of stuff, right? Uh, so BDSM stands for uh, bondage, discipline, and sadomasochism. It's referred to as play by people within the community. The reason it's referred to as play is because it is supposed to be fun, and it's just a reminder of the fact that they're getting away from the weights of society, like the weight of society in everyday life. And, you know, there's, there's a lot to that. Right. But it's referred to as play. Yeah. Pain, humiliation, submission, domination, you know, all of that is, is big in the BDSM world. Right. So the origin of BDSM is, is pretty interesting. 
And just the word, uh, you know, sadomasochism has to do with uh, Marquis de Sade. He was a mm -hmm. French nobleman in the 1600s known for his his kinky sex crimes, his deviant sex crimes that um, he got all in. And then uh, Leopold von Sakur Masalk, I think, and I'm probably mispronouncing that name, but he was uh, in the 1700s. He wrote a book translated to Venus and Furs, and it is an autobiography or a semi-autobiography depicting his convincing a woman to make him her slave, right? Oh. So it's like your first media. So he was the slave. Yes. He was the sub. Yes. Yeah. So he, he, the, the book is him convincing a woman to, you know, be his dominatrix. Like, good for you, know, you Leonardo or whatever right? your name is. Lu Leopold. Louis? Leopold. Leopold. Good job, yeah. Leopold. Leo. Um, Very so, like <clears throat> modern of him. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's some new age. That's some new yeah, age. Thought, this time. It was before the enlightenment even probably. Yep. Yep. Right. So then if we go back uh, or if we flash forward, I'm sorry, into 19, the 1940s and biker culture, right? Oh. So motorcycles. Oh, yeah. Leather daddies and shit. <laughs> yeah. So in the 1940s, you had motorcycle culture really become popular as, you know, um, civilian transportation vehicles started to expand and in the options and things like that. And so leather obviously was a it was a good protective material for you know people on bikes. Bikers just turned out it just it it became a very masculine thing. Uh, it it gravitated like all male clubs. It just became a safe place for men seeking the other company of men. Okay, and post World War II, gay veterans stayed on the uh, many gay veterans stayed on the West Coast and submerged into the biker scene and embraced the gay and hyper-masculine identities and experimented sexually. And so the leather, the chains, the, um, the things became this symbol for what their culture was, right? And then that spread around the world. It became more popular. It became uh, just as, as uh, you know, homosexual. It just became this image of homosexuality and, and ways for uh, that community to embrace their new identity, their newfound, um, you know, way of thought, et cetera. And then that kind of got curbed with the AIDS epidemic. You know, it stigmatized gay, the gay communities uh, and leather. But it also brought a lot of it to the attention of just everyone else. And so BDSM became an outlet to uh, for people to express themselves and to break the chains of their oppressors, right? <laughs> so It's ironic kind of. Uh, it sexualized the barriers that kept them from being themselves. And so I thought that right. was the most interesting part about it right it's because you know a lot of people in like the gay community or or various communities um they just feel oppressed by society in so many ways and feel so restricted and so you sexualize those restrictions and things like that because just mm -hmm. the thought of a restriction alone can be exciting can be annoying can can it can cause you know your heart rate to go up right and anytime your heart rate can go up that can be transferred to just arousal. sexual arousal. Yeah. So that's like when we're talking about with Kellogg earlier, right? His whole thing was like, you don't eat spicy food. You don't eat sugar because that causes arousal and any form of arousal equates to sexuality. And that's why I can only eat bland food and I can't masturbate. And I have to have a pint of yogurt shoved up my ass. I think mm -hmm. my pet theory is that John Kellogg was a fucking creepy, weird pervert. 
and he felt all this shame about all of his perversions and that's why he was so fucking worried about it that's what i think what is the definition of pervert or perversion let's ask a good question Let's get the definition of perversion. I bet that has a lot to do with deviating from social norms. I was norms. about to say, I'm sure like deviant is going to be in the... Yep. Well, yeah. So so I'll give you two definitions here. Uh, the alteration of something uh, from its original course, meaning... Oh, yeah. That's that's not... Okay. That's not the one we wanted. Sexual behavior or desire that is considered abnormal or unacceptable. Bam. There you go. There yeah. You go. Word. Similar. Deviance. Deviancy. Deviation. Yeah. Unnaturalness. Bam. Corruption. Depravity. We Degeneracy, Howdy. debauchery, vice, wickedness, immorality, generate aberration. <laughs> He's aberrating. <laughs> He's aberrating. Quick. He's aberrating. Get a medic. Stat. I like that. It's like bring uh, the granola. He's <laughs> aberrating. It's like if you guys see Loki. Uh, the TV show, yeah, yeah, they they have the time variants, you know what I mean, and then they Mm -hmm. like send the crew in to like fix the timeline, but it'd be like that, you know. But he's aberrating, (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like they come through and fix you, remove all your sugar. We're looking for an aberration, okay? So, uh, back to BDSM, right? It helps cope with the anxieties of sex by taking one, uh, taking a person out of their own head, so removing Mm. uh, the power of indecision. And putting the power oh. of decision into another person's hands huh. allows for a more open experience, right? They don't have to feel bad about feeling good. That's very interesting. Right? And I so that, about that. Yeah. So that goes into the whole, uh, you know, premarital sex that goes into the whole sin of sex that goes into a lot of different mm-hmm. things, right? Um, so some quick statistics about BDSM, right? 27% uh, of people that were surveyed said it's their favorite sexual fantasy. So that's over a quarter of people. Damn. Yep. 79% of people have fantasized about bondage at least once. Mm-hmm. 57% have fantasized about discipline at least once. 73% about inflicting or receiving pain. And then 54% of men, 61% of women, and 68% of non-binary have all fantasized about forced sex at least once, mm-hmm. right? So this stems back to that whole taking away the power of indecision, putting it in another person's hands. Yeah. And so that stemmed up the biggest question for me. And I was like, why? Why is forced, like, why is ra- why are these rape fantasies so common, right? And in looking into it, you know, um, I, I just noticed, you know, and something I always thought about was a constant media bombardment of rape scenarios, right? And mm. so there's that trope that she falls in love with her, you know, her rapist, her abuser. So great examples are fucking Revenge of the Nerds. You know, he sleeps mm-hmm. with her while she's passed out. She wakes up and falls in love with him. And then they're just like together in yeah. sequels, right? Super fucking wow. horrible. Yeah. Game of Thrones, right? Uh, Call Drago rapes Khaleesi and then she falls in love with him, right? Um, Westworld, uh, you know, another you know, rape scenario, James Bond in Goldfinger and then Live and Let Die, Gone with the Wind, there's a rape scene, uh, 16 Candles, uh, High Plains Drifter, you know, yep. slap and kiss is a super popular genre that's of Thai oh, yeah, soap operas, totally. right? Where they that they call it slap and kiss, where it's the woman slaps the dude because he's a piece of shit and then he just grabs and he her forces, and pulls her in, yeah, yeah, and it's like. 
That's eight. That is eighty percent of Thai soap operas, apparently, right? So, but it, it, this whole trope has been discussed in media and literature throughout time, and in my opinion, it seems to be normalized at this point. And whether it was intentionally normalized for nefarious purposes of like dudes that are rapists that like power, because once again, you go into the power play, people that are in power of large scenario, you know, like the the country, et cetera, like they are into power. It's very, very likely that those people are into power play dynamics um, sexually. I mean, that's kind of a reckless speculation, but you know, what's interesting. I was watching this documentary about these extreme uh, fetish play. Actually, it was about a doc. Uh, this particular one was about a dominatrix. Mm-hmm. And she had a specific service that she did where she would take and she would, she would like have this person call her up and tell her that they want to get kidnapped and tortured. And then she would arrange all of it on like, oh, she'd be like, well, what's the best time in like, you know, day for you? And they'd be like, they'd give her a range of times or whatever. And then she would arrange the whole thing, have them kidnapped and brought to this like empty warehouse or whatever. And then like she would torture them for like however long. And they were always like powerful men. They were like men in positions of power and authority. So it's kind of interesting. Like they like people who are used to because they interviewed one of them and he was like, yeah, I'm just always in charge of everything, making all these calls all the time. Exactly. I just I want to have a period of time where I don't make one decision. Like I have no power. And it's like fucking interesting, man. When did you see this documentary? Oh, God, I don't remember. I think it might have been Vice on the we used to like go on the website and they had all these like documentaries and shit. Because I wonder if I saw that. Had to be fun. I think so, actually, maybe because it was at the time where we were living like on uh, 105. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think I saw that shit, too. Yeah. Yep pretty fucking interesting though yeah that is that is a super common thing where you have people in in situations like that that are really into the being tied up and mm-hmm. just i don't care right now i'm just gonna lay back and receive pleasure being be, stripped of know. all their power exactly and that mm-hmm. that's like it's very freeing now is yeah. that something where what i don't remember in that documentary or something like something like that does that develop or is that something that you're like kind of born with or like you grow into because that was something else i was seeing too was like a lot of fetishes come from some sort of like childhood fucking thing that happened to you whether it was good or bad you know and then you develop a fetish out of it so it's like is that one that you just man i really want this woman to tell me what to fucking do you know right and tell me to like lick the floor or some shit and then what's up yeah 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 no no I, i i hear you um it is, it can happen at a very young age because the brain develops at such a fast pace when you're young um, that and, and people's sexual uh, preferences and identities and things like that form at different times. And it is very, very possible that you can have situations where there's like, you know, can't remember what I was, uh, I was reading an interview and the person's mom was saying, that when they were five years old, she like found them in the closet with the shoes, like, you know, Oh, <laughs> and, and, and it, the shoes have always been a thing. Yeah. Right. So some people it does form, but yeah, kinks, preferences, fetishes and stuff definitely can, uh, uh, build later in life. Right. You can 
in your in your sexual exploration, uh, if you are um, you know brave or lucky enough to to be able to experiment and, and test out the waters of different things, some people figure out you know the different shit they like, right? And then it, it it builds from there and grows from there. And so, you know, um, like I'm forming a kink or fetish. I'm not sure yet. Uh, for Tom Selleck's mustache, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it just something about an areola that is covered with 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 untrimmed uh, hair, yeah, and a gold chain. I'm just aroused. Mm. I can't help it. Right. Something about it, man. Yes, makes me want uh, to eat some spicy food or something. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. Right. All right. So need an habanero right now. <laughs> All right, I'm almost I'm almost uh, through with this. So, going back to that whole slap and kiss shit, right? Oh yeah. If it as of 1987, so I know this is an old statistic, but more than half of the American fantasy novels, and most of these are written and read by women, had the lead female role raped. Okay. Hmm. And this is Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, this Wait, is a, what? Fuck. How many? As of 1987, more than half of American fantasy novels, mostly written and read by women, had the female role raped. There is something to be said for taking a dangerous, honest-to-God, like, violent, scary thing, isolating it, putting it in a safe environment where you can play around with it, fantasize about it, and it doesn't cause any harm. Yeah. Like, there's something to be said, you know, taking the power away from it, Yeah, you know, there's there's the role role play is yeah that's, like that's exactly what shit, the purpose shit. of role play is yeah right so so you might ask why you know like why the hell is do half of these books that are written and read and consumed by women have the lead role raped um well it, it offers a scenario right in which the victim is freed from the moral confines of premarital sex oh. Because they don't have a choice, so they get to have premarital sex, but it's not their choice. Exactly, right? Oh, so, wow, okay. So mm. here, And here's another concept that goes with that, Damn. right? Is that once this person has been violated, they're not a virgin anymore. Mm-hmm. So that frees them to right. then go and seek pleasure. Pressure's off. Pressure's off, okay? So Wait. it is... Uh, is that but, how that works? That is, that is how that works. That is one of the ways that it works. I don't think that there's one way that anything necessarily always works. You know, there's always multiple routes. It's an interesting. All right. So here we go. My last, my, my, my closing statement. Okay. Ultimately, it seems that we as humans are sexual in nature and that the fantasies, kinks, and fetishes all stem from what is deemed as normal. The kinks across time are a result of the religious mores of right and wrong and repression of sexual desires that have existed as long as modern religion has existed. Because the same concepts have been stigmatized across, across time, we see a pattern of tabooed ideology follow us throughout. Just the fact that society tells folks what is okay to think means that these evil or immoral thoughts are exciting. Excitement, titillation, intrigue, can often and often does spiral into sexual excitement. Yeah. I never really considered that as an option of like, like virginity being this like 
really, uh, you know, awful seal that you have to break, but you like are afraid to do it or like is taboo to do it. Like that's the barrier to pleasure. I think virginity as a concept is just bunk, man. It's just, we gotta like leave that in the dirt. Right. Cause it's like, when, what am I trying to say? Cause like being a virgin and premarital sex being taboo, like that's really only looked down upon in like a religious sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like, or even that social restriction is because of how close like religion is tied to society, right? Yeah. Cause it's like if you're not religious, who cares you if you're a virgin? <laughs> or if anything, like right. even in like most scenarios and cases, though, like everybody's rushing to lose their virginity, you yeah, know. Right. But see, and that that's interesting too. It's like it becomes like virginity is an issue even there where it's like oh i gotta get rid of my virginity you know what i mean right, yeah right it's like right. such a fucking active role no matter how you slice it like ah oh, it sucks it's a stupid fucking concept yeah i remember in high school my first girl my girlfriend that i lost my virginity to she wasn't a virgin and like i had a couple friends like freaking out about that and they're like dude she's like you're not gonna be like her first and i was like i don't give a shit Right. <laughs> I was, like, I was like, we're together now, you know, and I'm about to get my tip wet. And does it fucking matter? You know, like, <laughs> right. What are you talking about? And so there's that whole thing, too. It's like, would it be better for two virgins who don't know who have never done it before and don't really know what the fuck is going on versus having one person that's experienced and been like, all right, I've at least done this a couple of times, you know? I have a rough idea of how this is supposed to go, you know? Right. Like, yeah, because the first one is, well, either way, it's going to be embarrassing. It's right. a, yeah. <laughs> can, can we, let, let's go, let's sink into the embarrassment a little bit. I want to ask yeah. you guys, what music, what music did you lose your, was there music on when you lost your virginity? And what was it? Because I can tell you mine and it's oh, fucking wow. ridiculous. I still know what the song is. Also, virginity only pertains to like you sticking the penis in the vagina, right? Like does head count as losing, like losing your virginity or have does... we already talked about the Mormon thing of like putting your like tip oh, oh. in, but not moving it and then having Soaking? a friend jump on the bed. What is no, it called? No. Did we talk about that yet? No, what I is that? Like <laughs> I've heard that. No. <laughs> I think y'all have talked about that. No, I mean, we've I, talked about I've it. I've heard of the term soaking, right? Yeah, where soaking, the yeah. movement yes. where the movement deems sex. So yeah. you could insert, but you can't move. You're telling me that there is a thing <laughs> where you have your friend jump yeah, on the yeah. bed? Yeah, you had you, you get your friend to come over and just and then, you know, a little movement. I you know what though? I bet you kids are not being that precious about it. And I bet they're using that motion to kind of move themselves a little bit. Like, come on. Well, you have come to on, like you brace me. yourself. You're not going to just fucking sit there completely right. motionless. That, while you're going to, you're going to, you're going to use that as an excuse to thrust. Come on. Don't even lie about it. Does that count as group sex? Like kind of in a way, sort There's of a threesome. Kinda. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's multiple that, bodies involved, you know, that's going to say that's multiple. There's more than two people participating in a sexual act, even though it is indirect. And that is a perfect example of having making these strict 
restrictions, like these taboos, and then it backfiring horribly. It always backfires, <laughs> dude. I mean, every, That's right. yeah. you can look at any kink, like in any society. So that was another thing is like when they they went into the novels, right? Of like the, the fantasy novels, they looked into like Swedish novels or whatever in the same time period. And there's no rape whatsoever because premarital sex wasn't an issue in that society. And so if you take premarital sex and the stressor of it away, people did away with this rape fantasy because then they didn't care about, there wasn't this concept of, oh, I need to be freed from these shackles, these right. shackles of virginity, right? And then like going into the whole virginity thing, like, do you hear about like that shit? Was it T.I.? He's like, I check my daughters or whatever. Yeah. Like he, like he's yeah. saying that he went in, he like goes into the gynecologist with his, and it's like, there's, there's, there's a, there's a huge misconception about the hymen. You know what I mean? Like people are like, oh, the hymen has to be intact. It's like, not everyone has. No, one. right. That's, that's a fucking myth. It's, it, yeah. It's not a misconception. It, 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 it's ridiculous. And so it's just like, oh, their hymen's not broken. Let's kill, like, because back in the day, they would just like kill someone because they had premarital sex, right? They'd be like, oh, this person's a whore. Right. Just, That's so crazy. And, and the scarlet yeah. letter and shit. You have to fucking wear an A on your fucking. Right. <laughs> Adultera. Just because you fucked. Yeah. Adulterer. Aberrator. Aberration. No breathing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm pretty sure we were listening to like Sublime or something. <laughs> you got to keep them aberrated. <laughs> or like <laughs> some shit like that. It wasn't Offspring. like very romantic. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was like Offspring. <laughs> hey, that's pretty apropos. You, you, so you, know, you, right? you lost your virginity like to Sublime's. Uh, yeah, or like Disturbed or something. Or like Jesus. <laughs> no, something. Something like that. That's what I'm saying. So you know, so you don't remember the exact song. No. Okay. So I do you remember Kevin? No, I can't. Nah, I don't wow. remember. How do I remember this so well? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damien Rice. Oh, the, that's that's the name of the album. Oh, <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> Shut up. Are you sorry to God? What guys, is this? Dude, you know who Damien Rice is, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like Elliot Smith, but sadder. Oh, shit, it is called. Oh, that's hilarious, dude. Ah. Oh, and there's one called Volcano. There's one called Delicate. There's yep. one called The Blower's Daughter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. That's good. Yep. That's a good good that's, topic. That's the soundtrack to my deflowering right there. <laughs> deflowering. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's got to be a question that I need to like, because I, I want to have like a regular question that I ask everyone on the interviews. <laughs> you know, like what like, song so what did music? you lose your virginity to? Yeah, seriously. What's up? Tell me. Tell me. Yeah, I up. just remember like very clearly, implausibly lying to my older friends about losing my virginity when I was like thirteen. It's like, nah, bro, you didn't. Also, if you saw me when I was thirteen, you'd be like. No, you didn't. <laughs> but I didn't care, bro. I stuck to my guns because I didn't want to be made a fool of. So you said you so weren't funny. a virgin yeah. at 13? Oh, yeah. That's hella funny. Yeah, I hella lied about it. When did you actually lose your virginity then? Like 15. Okay. 
which is a totally normal age. Yeah. <laughs> which like 13 isn't even all that normal of an age to lose your virginity. No, I remember in middle school there were people having sex at that age, but like yeah. oh yeah, it was few and far between. And they were all like those the people that were having sex at 13 were having sex like in the gym, like that was you know, like the extra gym yep. and like like yep. hand jobs on the on the bus and like mm-hmm. yep. And just like they were going for like the they were way hypersexual. Oh yeah, I definitely yeah, had that was some. my school. Oh yeah, really? Oh man, my school was oh, fucking Camille, wild, right? Or was it before that? That was middle. I'm talking middle school. Explore oh, middle. Yeah, man, we had uh, girls that were pregnant then. You know what I'm saying? Yep, and yep. fucking, yeah, the one girl. Middle school. She was like 12. Huh. Yeah, yeah. We had you know one girl. Same, yeah. Dude was Dude, like right. 17. I had this other Ew, girl. Bro, what? The dude's name. I fuck. I can't remember his name. He had a name. Uh, I bet you could find him on the sexual predator registry now. What's the word with the P for not perverts, but uh pedophile? Pederast? Pederast. <laughs> he yeah. had another name. It wasn't like it was like P- pedo or some shit like that, because he was old and was only fucking with like younger girls. Yep. And would like he was graduated and he would <laughs> fuck with like the girls from my middle school. And he had oh. a name from it was like chime. Chimey or oh, some Chimo like, or uh, yeah, Chimo, right? Or some shit like that. Yeah, it was something like that, but it was like more sly and slick, you know, like a little more. It wasn't like as upfront about about it. You know what I'm was he cool with it? Like he like that was his preference. That was his thing. He didn't that? give a fuck. Oh, dude, what the fuck? You go to his That's room. I don't know how the fuck we knew a bunch of fucking weirdos, and I don't know why the fuck he had like porno all over his room and shit, just like. Like stapled to his wall and shit, just yeah. fucking yeah. That guy was a fucking creep, total yeah, creep, man. Strangers. I'm hoping in 2022, it's not like just cool and okay to be upfront about being a fucking 17, 18 year old, fucking a 12 year old, right? You know? I would hope <laughs> you would think Jesus. I mean, it depends what part of the country you're in, I guess. Um, and that's also yeah, and how much Elvis you listen to. Other countries <laughs> apparently they don't give a fuck still. You know, you can still be 35 fucking with a 16-year-old and nobody's going to bat an eye at you, you know? Apparently, we're the only ones that think that's a big deal. It, um, it gets really weird, man. I'm not... It makes me really uncomfortable. Uh, ever since I've been an adult, I've been very apprehensive of hooking up with anyone that's under 21. You know what I mean? It's... I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I can uh, see that. I can see that. I don't, I don't know. Really also, part of, part of it's not, you know, attraction, you know, going into that term or the term chronophilia, you know, we have various attractions to different age brackets, right? And I just realized that I'm attracted to a certain bracket of people. I feel like you can be attracted to whatever, but like going out and fucking someone who's like obviously like there's a power dynamic there you know what that, i mean yeah that's that's you're a rapist you know right? <laughs> well yeah i mean you're definitely a rapist after a certain point but even up till you know like you said like even somebody who's of age but if you're like 35 like maybe you shouldn't be maybe you shouldn't be courting a 19 year old you know what i mean maybe Stach loke. oh fuck no Stach. That's his name was Statch Loke. And I was like, oh why God. the fuck do you, why is his name Statch Loke? Wow. And dude. somebody told me, and he's like, yeah, it's sort of a statutory rape love. Fuck's sake. Christ. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I just remembered. So fucking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Shit. 
Uh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Statch Loke. Wow. Statch Loke. Yeah. Yeah. The the it gets interesting, right? When you look at the whole age difference thing, like when does age the age gap become weird? Yeah. You know, we talked about Leo before, right? We talked about Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Always dating somebody in their like early twenties, even though yeah. he's like fifty years old. Oh yeah, yeah. And and a lot of people think that's really weird. And yeah. It doesn't make me feel not weird. I think uh, it is kind of weird, you know, yeah. a little bit. But uh, at the same time, I'm not going to be out here judging somebody, dating somebody well over the age of consent. I mean, they're like within the age, well within the age of reason to make for their own decisions and shit. But Like if he's 70 and he's dating like a 21-year-old? Yeah. I mean, we're all consenting adults here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like so as long the key is is as long as you're a consenting adult, I don't think the age gap matters, right? Yeah. Like if I am attracted to octogenarians and I want to go bang some 80-year-olds, you know what I mean? That's my goddamn right. It's my <laughs> god <there>. damn <laughs> right. Okay. You can't take that away from me. And what's American weird about soldiers. that, right? I can when I get into office, you motherfucker. American that's soldiers the first time die for you to have that freedom. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's the liberties America that's has. That's what I'm saying. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I want people to me. be able to own a gun and fuck a 90-year-old if they want to. God oh, damn it. No. What's wrong? Hey, I'm just trying to, you know, hit those old folks' homes and, you know. I'm going to make it illegal for you to enter any nursing home <laughs> as soon as I get into office, bro. As soon as I get into office. It's I over you for you. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question? I need to survey you, okay? For podcast-related shit. Uh, 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 where is it? Uh, uh, ask uh, me right now. Uh, uh, ask me. Uh, 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 <laughs> Total kink on waiting. Ooh. <laughs> I love like standing and waiting lines. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, lines, fuck. Long the lines longer the shit. the longer the line is, the the longer my line. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> that's why I get in line when there's a new iPhone or anything like that. I'm not going to buy one. But, ooh, wait I just stand in the line and just wait for takes days. so long, bro. That's why I take traffic. Wait. That's why I go into fucking work late so I can get stuck in traffic, man. Right. Yeah. Right. That's why I work the nine to fives. I go to that's work right. at nine and leave right. at five. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it both times at the day, both ends of the day. <laughs> Uh, half a pint of yogurt from both ends, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to stick with me for sure, man. Oh, it's going to stick in you. It's going to line your walls. <laughs> Wait, it's so a good probiotic. He did that, right? Yeah, dude. That was one of his cures. Told you he's a fucking pervert, man. How yeah, did dude. he not have, like, all sorts of dietary issues? Like, that's curdled milk in your fucking intestinal tract. Oh, it'll Facts. absorb. Yeah, it'll absorb. <laughs> uh, I guess they have the, cons- the viscosity of it. You know, oh, it'll just soak right in. The osmosis in your Honestly, walls. it'll probably let everything slide through easier. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I could see that. A little lubrication for yeah. your defecation. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, everyone needs an extra mucus lining in their bubble. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> John Jingleheimer oh, Schmidt got some fucking next level knowledge. Whoa, man. I need to watch a Kellogg's documentary. When you said cornflakes, 
in the in the group chat. I didn't know we were actually going to talk about cornflakes. Oh hell yeah, dog! Literally, and I love how and we want to talk about the appreciation of your genius and how fetishes and cornflakes tied into each other. <laughs> Fucking Chef's Kiss Magnifique. I love it. <laughs> they call me the maestro. I was like, why the fuck cornflake? What? what the fuck are we talking about? Cornflakes? I thought we were talking about some kinky well, I shit. see why now. Shit. Like, this- I mean, you didn't think I was going to get to yogurt up the ass, but yeah. No. I, I, you know what? That was a surprise, I will say. Woo! I mean, it would I feel like a surprise, coming. let me tell you. Is it warm <laughs> yogurt or cold yogurt? Like, Maybe you have to get my goddamn consent for that shit before you slide some yogurt up my ass. <laughs> Does the yogurt have to be like 38 degrees? Like, what's the deal, you know? That's a good point. And was there a specific apparatus that was used back in the day to shoot yogurt up your ass? I are they there? just using regular, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Enema. Douche. Ass douche. Douches. The way I pictured it, right? The way I'm picturing it right now is like, you know those uh, fucking like the like accordion style things that you blow the fan the flame with, right? <laughs> fan, that you fan. <laughs> and so like that is hooked up to, uh, to a plastic tube that forks, right? And one of them's going up his butt and the yeah. other one is is in his mouth. And then it's got, you know, a thing of like a, a, a container of yogurt in between, you know, like the two, little okay. bit of tube and then the yogurt. And then, you just... and then so he just steps on it. No, he's on oh, the ground and he steps, steps on, on it. it. And then it's just, just, fu- and it's just like, okay. Yeah. This is kind of... <laughs> Hold on. I'll be right back. I'm going to go shove some yogurt up my ass real quick. I'll be back in just a minute. Make sure it's body temp, dude. Ew, body temp yogurt doesn't even sound. Uh, That's what I'm saying. I think all. I'd want cold. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but like that would be so shocking, you know. The cold would be shocking, one, but the but yeah. the body temperature would be, I think, almost Unsettling. more off putting. Yeah, like you know how when you, I don't, I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure of picking up dog poop with through the bag. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. But when yeah. it's warm, it's gross. I don't have a dog, but I've definitely I do that shit on the reg. Yeah. Just, I just do it. I just do it. No, but for real though, like if you ever pick up a warm poop, it's gross. Yeah, that's foul, dude. Not good. I don't want that. Gross. That is not very good. <laughs> dude, John Kellogg was a fucking creep, man. I guarantee you on He's his a private freak. time, in his like inner life, there was some freaky shit, weird shit going on. I don't think that's like the well, normal a, amount of shame. He was a freak in the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. Because in, you know, as he was sleeping in his own bedroom, you know, in his sheets, you know, he'd have a little bit of drip from the yogurt. And then, you know, some nocturnal <gasps> nocturnal emissions because he's so backed up. My God. Gross. <laughs> Just warm yogurt leaking out. Oh, dude. Oh. What a gross, weird man. Uh-oh. And sad too. I mean, I'm just shitting on John Kellogg, man. I'm, I don't give a fuck. I'm looking this fucking guy up. I mean, he's shitting on yogurt, so you know, and making granula. I'm looking this fucking guy up. Is it Ray. John Harvey Kellogg? Is it this fucking? That's guy? the one. Yeah, John. His what brother a piece was of shit, bro. His brother was Will Kellogg. <clears throat> it's the one that was like, dude, you need sugar. <laughs> Get some fucking sugar in there, dude. What are you talking about? Check it, check it, check it, check it. Sometimes you just got to hit it, you know? 
I'm recording hyper-regionally. Uh, hyper-regionally? Yep. How about uh, maximum regionally? Yep. Maximum overdrive right now. Maximum overdrive. Maximum. Some pancakes sound bad. Pancakes sound really good. Pancake. What do you put on your pan? What's your ideal pancake topping? Peanut butter. <clears throat> Dude, that's my that's my favorite too. That's my butter. shit. Dude. Uh except I'm allergic to peanuts now, so. That is Damn. bullshit. That is so fucked up and I'm so sorry. They make me burp a lot. Oh. That doesn't sound like a very bad allergic reaction. No, yeah, it's uh, way worse. No, it could be a lot worse. You need like EpiPens and shit. No, no, no. I don't have any EpiPen allergies luckily. But like all my allergies, they just make me burp, fart, sleepy, and uh, just really low energy. Yeah. And so it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, I could deal with this. You know, it's like, oh, it's not that bad. And then you just keep eating the things you're allergic to. And then you just feel like shit all the time. So my brother that's, in Christ, that's simply being alive. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. me literally right this second right now. Like I Every day. I a bunch of cheese empanadas and I should not be eating cheese. I really need a coffee, but it's like three o'clock and I work tomorrow. <laughs> Do you have the issue where if you drink coffee late in the day, it keeps you out? Yeah. Mm. I don't have that issue. Yeah, I'm pounding coffee right now. I, got, I was all tired a second ago and I was like, oh, wait, there's still a pot of coffee that I did not drink. <laughs> but I'm, I'm cat sitting right now. Hey. I'm going to do a quick promotion for my new brand, my new, uh, my new business. Okay. It's called Lucky Duck Pet Sitting. <laughs> I'm available in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Selena just made us an Instagram. Ooh. And uh, design and uh, beige um, from Seattle designed the logo, and then Selena uh, redesigned the logo or, or re-inspired it. But uh, I have a pet sitting business now. Holy okay. shit, that's dope as fuck. Yeah. At first, I thought you were joking, but after hearing all of that, you are no, totally no. <laughs> you see this? Totally you see this tattoo? That's the logo. We got. We oh, both. tight! Oh, that's yeah. so dope, man. You're, I love how tatted. That is so fucking funny. That's I fire. Uh, I never thought you'd be tatted up. Probably got more than me right now. Shit. <laughs> I think I, I think I might. I gotta get my shoulder. I wanna get my shoulder like covered in one one big session here soon. But then, uh, yeah, I got I got one on the thigh. Got some on the arms now. Oh, see, I haven't even got my thighs yet. Oh, dude, the thigh is yeah, the biggest canvas. Thighs. It's the best. I know. I gotta do that. Oh my god, I gotta do that this summer. Yeah. Shout out Kayla, Kayla Newell, or Newell, Kayla Newell, a former guest of the pod and future guest. Oh, oh! teasing it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. But uh, oh my god. For the listening audience, <laughs> you hear a third voice in the mix, and that is the one, the only Mad Shroom MC. That is right. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me back. Yes, sir. You know you're welcome back at any point in time during any of our recordings. You just have to give us the word. Hell yeah. No, it's Hell. beautiful. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Feels good to be back. Yes. And for uh, the listeners who have picked up in season two, uh, Kevin was an integral part of season one, the foundation. It was the three of us. We were the tripod, uh, so to speak. And as Kevin lives in New York now and has, you know, real life stuff uh, uh, that takes precedent because he's cool. he's cool and busy yeah cool and busy no ultimately this is my brain baby so i'm the one the driving force and want to push it and i just allow you guys to to do it with me or you're the head and i'm the ass baby oh big facts Mm. and i'm the spleen 
<laughs> you got all like, the immune response. <laughs> I am the spleen. <laughs> the healthiest part of the body. Uh, Is it the healthiest part uh, of the body? Maybe. Oh, Could I was be. like, wait a minute. Don't, I don't, don't know do a fucking thing. I feel like a spleen would be like, I have all like the toxins in it. Is that like a toxin filter? Yeah, right. Uh, in it, in I don't know. I guess. I guess we could look up what what the spleen looks. What is the spleen? What does yeah. it look like? What I didn't watch that movie, it? Mystery Men. Do you remember that movie, Mystery yeah, Men? Yeah, I do. I don't. I, know, I didn't watch that. I was just talking about that not too long ago. Oh wow, <laughs> really <That's>, relevant. <laughs> I love it when that shit happens. Like it's so. Dude, that's got the best gag of the guy who can only turn invisible if nobody's looking at him. That's the right. best gag. I mean, it's pretty. I should probably go back and watch it. And the last time you've ever seen Kel in anything. Oh, yeah, that is the last time. Is it really? Yeah, pretty much. I guess so. Wow. Okay, so the spleen is a fist-sized organ in the upper left side of your abdomen, next to your stomach, <laughs> and behind your left ribs. In the Pacific Northwest of the body. <laughs> <laughs> it's an important part of your immune system, but you can survive without it. This is because the liver can take over many of the spleen's functions. Oh. So, Ke Kevin, you like the spleen, you know, you come and you go, and uh, sometimes <laughs> yeah, the liver, exactly. and I'm the liver, I take over when you're not here. Thanks. <laughs> so I was right. I was fucking dead on. <laughs> I love it when I'm like subconsciously making a joke and it's actually really on point. It's because you're that. keyed in, man. You're keyed into the universe's flow. Energy. Commander Keed. Commander Keed. That's the dope ass name. <laughs> Dude, wouldn't that be dope? Commander Keed. Um oh, did you guys ever play Commander, Commander Keen back in the day? No. Oh man. no, Commander it, Keen. It was like an MS DOS game, like back in the day. Like super fucking fun, like adventure style oh, yeah. 2D kind of this like looks a, dope. Like Mario or something. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Like I played it. It looks my, like one of those educational games. You know I what I'm think saying? it was. I think oh. it was, but it was actually really fun. So Commander Keed would be dope. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Commander Keed. That's good. Yarls yeah. Yarls Barkley and Commander Keed. Yarls Barkley and Commander Keed. DMX and Eddie Vedder formulating the the rap duo of the century. Um yep. so Kevin, you're coming you're coming out to the West Coast. Let's let's I talk am. about it. I am. Let's talk about it. Let's baby. break it down. Let's break it down. Break it on down. Here What's happening? What are you? What are you coming out? Why are you coming out? So I'm doing? flying out. Uh, we're going to be playing in my hometown, Everett, Washington. We'll be playing at the Lucky Dime. Playing Everett, baby. Everett. Oh, and then of course, Everett. yes. Oh, we're going to get there. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to get there. Lost-minded poet, formerly known as DJ Corn Dog. Released a book called Everrot. Hell yeah. I'm going to have to cop a copy. You cop should a copy. cop a copy. Definitely cop a copy. I book love, I mean, anytime my homies make books, you know, I think that's cool. It's like a crazy medium that, you know. Yeah, it's a handsome, hard uh, cover. It's got a hard cover, too? Yeah. Wow. yeah it's got a hard cover. A handsome, a shiny, hard cover, too. A handsome, shiny, hard cover. Corn Dog's always been the greatest, uh, you know. Very much so. And I've always support I've always supported him greatly. So that's dope. He wrote a book. I'll have to cop that. No, out of all my friends to put out a book, it blows <laughs> my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was yeah. He was not man. in the top three, that's for sure. Yeah, well, uh, that was for sure. That's for sure. So you didn't have uh, it on no your problem. life bingo card no, ten years ago? I did not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But well, hell yeah. After all this shit we've been through, it's fitting. <laughs> hell yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, Saturday. Oh, that was May 26th. I don't know if I said that. 
at at Lucky, at, at Lucky Dime, Dime in, Everett. in Everett, Washington. Okay, okay. And then we're playing the Folk Life Festival. Okay. Saturday, May twenty seventh. Rob will fit right in at the. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm little enough. I'll kind of slot wherever I need to be. <laughs> we're at, sorry, sorry. We're at the Mural Amphitheater, I think. Okay, that's right. That's Mural in Seattle. Theater Folk Life. Yes, that is in Seattle. Seattle City Center. Seattle City Center. The twenty seventh, May twenty seventh. Actually, I might need some coffee. It's this. It had to have been the cheese because I was feeling. And also smoked a lot of weed today too, but well, the weed and the cheese <laughs> definitely like will will bond together to create like an extra strong, uh, uh um, like a tryptophan type of effect. You know? <laughs> tryptophan, yes, it's exactly what I'm experiencing right Catch now. Catch me on the block slanging tryptophan. <laughs> Is that a real uh, riffraff bar? No, that's just, I just said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it would be a riff rav bar. Though. I'm, I'm, I'm going to write that down right now on my phone because that's the dopest thing I ever said in my life. That is a dope ass bar, though. Remember when we saw Jody Highroller in Austin? <laughs> on the streets? On the streets. On the streets. You guys saw him in Austin? Austin? Yeah. We sure did see Jody Highroller out in Austin walking that's down nice. the streets. On Rolling down the streets. Yo, he had the two biggest bodyguards I have ever seen. Yes, sir. <laughs> with the two smallest heads I have ever seen. <laughs> That shit still Yo. to this day. Like, were we high? Because I, oh, I'm sure. I remember I that know. shit Probably. vividly. Like, those two were the biggest dudes. They were big as hell, but they had the smallest fucking heads. It was like we couldn't have been high on LSD because we were on Sixth Street, and on, when we were high on LSD, we could not find anything to do. And Sixth Street's popping. That must have, yeah, so, that was probably that night. We no, okay. Must have been the next That night. makes Damn. a lot of sense. <laughs> Dude, that's, that makes hella sense. Because I remember uh, that shit so vividly. Like, their heads were so small. But their bodies, you know, they were like at least a foot taller than him. <laughs> the motherfuckers look like Bluto, dead ass. Like, he had two Bluto looking ass motherfuckers behind him. <laughs> Yeah, Bluto and Brutus <laughs> on the right and left. Oh my god. Oh my god. That shit was awesome. <laughs> That's fucking funny, man. Oh, didn't we see a uh, little neck or long neck or little foot or Yeah, I think so. Yeah, whatever his name is, long neck. Long neck. neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Austin was lit. Lady like a titty, bro. Yo, that was a good ass oh time. My god. I was just thinking strolling down memory lane today, man. We had some good ass times, bro. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh shit! That's different. Yeah, we got to get back out oh, there. Oh, we are, baby. We yeah. fucking are. You. It's only a matter of bet fucking your time, bitch. Uh, put bet your butt. Put money bitch. in. Put your okay. Put money in your butt and and and, and figure it out. So, uh, so a couple days later, <laughs> put a coin in coin your butt. butt, and uh, you know, just 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 it'll don't bring let it luck. loose. Uh. Coin in the butt. If it, it drops on the ground, you... it'll be bad. Speaking of, have you seen that video with the uh, dude with the pennies in his ass? No. He <laughs> shoves pennies in his ass for good luck. It gives him confidence. Oh, dope. Because he's like, goes into jobs and meetings and stuff. And he's always hella confident. And his This sounds like, like Mr. Show. This sounds like Bob Odenkirk. Uh, it might be. Is he on like a golf course? He is he's on a golf course. Yeah. That's a Mr. Show. Yeah, oh, that's hilarious. It. He's like... <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I know that everybody in this room has touched my ass pennies at some point. <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, and that one gives me confidence everywhere. And that's how I go through life. And he's like, the dude he's talking to was like, no way. No. He's like, yeah, you want to make fun of me? You're judging me? Well, guess what? You've touched my ass pennies, too. <laughs> ass pennies. That was, a, that was a fucking classic, dude. Oh, you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen every Mr. Show episode. I don't really remember him unless somebody primes me. But it's fucking hilarious. I just sent that to you, Colin. But yeah. <laughs> I'm about that. Watch him put a watch it. Just <laughs> just think about Abraham Lincoln. Many Abraham Lincolns in your butt at once. Um <clears throat> yeah. on that note. Yeah, you can say <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, then uh May 30th. Yeah, we're going to Kboo Radio. <laughs> so are you uh are you showing up yeah. at the mo- on the movement, the radio show? Yes. Is that what you're doing? Yes. Okay, so I just went to the to the place where they recorded that for with Wiz and uh, Joe Mousepad. Oh fuck yeah! And that was hella fun. Those dudes are the shit. So didn't that'll uh, be that'll be cool. Mousepad changed his name. Uh, yeah, it's J M now. J A Y three M. So it's said it's pronounced J M. Oh, but you know oh. he still puts out stuff under the name Joe Mousepad. I think you know. Word. Okay. But his shit, dude. I mean, I I really liked his his set. I mean, Wiz on the SP twelve hundred. Obviously, I've seen Wiz a bunch of times. You know, he crushes it every time. Every seeing him on the time. SP was super cool. Yeah. Um, how he's just expanding his gear. But then seeing Joe was really fun because Joe went from like ambient into hip hop into like drum like juke then drill then drum and bass Ooh. and just like you know it's just like this Damn. like evolution right. of fucking shit. It was really fun. But point is, um. I really I like what Kabu um, is doing with with that show, the movement. Fuck yeah, man! That's dope. That's beautiful. I'm really excited. I'm super excited. And then you got Thirsty City on the 31st, right? Hell yeah! Yes, we do. The thirstiest That's in tough. the city. Know what I'm saying? At uh, yes. the good foot. At the good foot. The good foot. The good, good foot. Good foot. Yeah, if you happen to be in Portland, Oregon, uh, the venue is called The Good Foot. It is on Stark and I think, 25th. Yes. And uh, great venue, great sound, uh, great staff. It's, you know, um, a fantastic thing. And then Thirsty City happens to be a monthly hip-hop event in Portland that puts on some really awesome music. Not even just hip-hop. It also does, you know, a lot of different electronic um, genres, as I was just explaining that Joe Mousepad, his, you know, stuff is genre-bending. There was an ambient set last time, you know, multiple beat sets. The point is, Thirsty City does a really good job. Shout out Slurgeon and Northern Draw, who are the two hosts, and they put it together every time, and they fucking crush it. So, we're excited to have you out, out to Portland. Obviously, I'm excited to see you, because, you know, excited to see you too. kindred spirits and shit. Hell yeah, you know. La ciudad tiene sed. So, um, it says you're going on tour. You know, not just by yourself. Uh, uh, is you have a partner in crime or multiple partners in crime, perhaps, or or who are we going to see at these venues? Multiple partners in crime. So we have Ninja Nisis, who is a East Coast, New York, Maryland native. Uh, Okay. He's also a member of Filthy Fingers United. He's mm. putting out music regularly. He's got music videos out there doing his thing. Dude is prolific. Very prolific. Uh, he's mixing an EP that I'm working on right now. So I got some new music on the way. I've got a lot of new music on the way. Hell yeah. 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 He's coming with and uh, Tapes, who is also Filthy Fingers United, will be uh, and a longtime friend of mine, 
longtime comrade. Uh, I've known this motherfucker. Yeah, I've known him since fourth grade. One of the longest tapes. Yeah. Woo. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I th- I think I've only met him briefly in person once, maybe even not. But I've rapped on one of his beats with sounds Rob, obviously. Right. Sounds very right. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, uh, that dude always seems like the nicest online. So it'll be cool to meet him in person. Meet all y'all. Rob, are you going to be down in Portland as well? Do I hear? Okay. Yes, sir. Yep. 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 All the black yep. magic. Noise. I'm going to be uh, part of the. Yep. I'm going to be part of the collective awesome. black magic noise. Oh uh, yeah. Be doing this whole thing. On some Neil Vaughn Lawrence. Oh shit! Lost-minded poet. Oh shit! They'll be seeing Gizzard. me, and you'll be seeing the RLS, the Angry Rebel Atheist. Anything reality achieved? I don't know if I said anything else, right? But that's gonna be fun. That's that, that's what. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I always loved Black Magic shows. You know, yeah. back in the day, because you guys always had the best energy. So. If you like energy, you like to, you like good music, you know, come out to any of these shows that Mad Shroom is on in the Pacific Northwest. That's right. Everett. And we got Seattle and we got Mm. Portland. That's right. Thirsty City, (laughs) Kabu in Portland. We got Folklife Festival in Seattle. (laughs) And then remind me of the name of the Everett venue again. The Lucky Dime. The Lucky Lucky Dime. Dime. Okay. Didn't need to do shit. Hell yeah. I got your back. And also, uh, we'll have probably you guys uh, do a a little in-studio performance, if you'd like, on a new podcast that will be coming out in the month of June. Uh, It is uh, hosted by myself and Alex Riddle. Alex Riddle is our engineer here at uh, the Nostalgia Pit. And he and I are getting together to start a podcast called Below the Noise. You can think of it kind of like Tiny Desk Concert meets Inside the Actors Studio. And uh, so you can, you know, be prepared to see live performances as well as interviews with the musicians behind the music talking about the songs that they are performing. So more than likely, you'll get to see Mad Shroom and all of the Black Magic Noise dudes, hopefully. Arliss, et cetera. I don't know how we'll do an eight-person interview, but we have a you know a mic that that records in the round, so we can figure it out. You know, <laughs> but hey, yo, that Wait. sounds dope as fuck. Hell yeah, I love that. Yep, yep. We got a lot of people. We're gonna start doing um, live streams directly to the internet in 1080p um, of of performances and stuff. And so, like, producers will be able to come through, do their kind of like shortened version for the podcast, and do a full live set if they'd like. And then, and eventually we'd like to get it to like talk to graphic designers and stuff too. Like we have a couple graphic designers that we want to talk to a couple tattoo artists theoretically, but you know, it's a safe space for artists, not just for, uh, musicians. And, and Rob is trying to distract us with nude photos of him in the background. If you were wondering why Kevin started chuckling. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't his be background. It's just yeah, natural. His nips just all the way out, and him smiling with this fucking a visual gag on an audio. <laughs> no, I'm just so let's uh, let's do a quick sign out real quick. Kevin, is there anything you want to say on the back end? Tell the people where uh, they can find you, listen to your new music. Uh, maybe when when like if you have a release date for a project, perhaps so, or or whatever. Uh, when it comes to tease us the shows, because folk life is free, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. As far as I know. Right. So, like, you just pull up to Folk Life, 
check out the Folklife website. We are on at 9 o'clock at the Mural Amphitheater. Hell yeah, free show. Free show, baby. You know what I'm saying? Free show, pull up. The Lucky Dime Show. That'll be a door situation, I believe. I will have ticket information and all of that here very soon. And as for the Good Foot, I have not played there yet. I need to... It's $10. $10 at the door. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Correct. $10 at the door. There are no tickets. So all of these things, you need to pull your ass up to get in. You need to be physically present. But aside from all of that... Look, except for... Except for Kabu, oh, because you can listen. Yeah. Oh, you have to. Be you can listen to it when it broadcasts online or on the radio. Yes, Kabu on eighty-seven point or ninety-four or seventy uh, or what is it? I think it's a uh, hold on. Ninety. God, no, wow, no. we are good. Ninety point seven. Ninety point seven, baby, Kabu. Kabu ninety point seven. Kabu. Kabu ninety point seven. Kabu FM. In uh, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. And you can listen to it online. I'm sure of it. I'm yeah. You can listen to it online. Um, even though we are recording it on uh, Tuesday, it will be out on Sunday. Word. So you will be able to actually listen to the live performance on June. What is that day? What is the uh, day? Third. June uh, 4th? June, June 4th. 4th. I lied. June 4th. So that is when that will That's, be coming out. Okay. And then also the Below the Noise recording will be free in hey, June as well. Below the Noise. Fuck yeah. Below the Noise. Only on 90, uh, 80, or uh, what is it? Belowthenoise.org. <laughs> There's one. Dot com. Um, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> dot Wix. All right. You can check me out on all the streaming platforms, all distribution, uh, distributing uh, streaming platforms. Mad Shroom, M-A-D-S-H-R-O-O-M. I am the Furious Fungus, the Pissed Off Portobello. I've got music videos on YouTube, two music videos that I'm very proud of. One is Jaws, and the other is Out of This World with Black Magic Noise. That is my squad. Also, Black Magic Noise. That's noise spelled with a Z. No one is zealous enough. Because no one is zealous enough. Exactly. Yeah, bitch. We have a website, blackmagicnoise.com. And uh, same thing, streaming everywhere. We got T-shirts. We're going to have more T-shirts soon. And, yeah, subscribe to my OnlyFans. Oh, hell yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, I got to say, um, Here's to Tomorrow is a fantastic album. Thank you yes. very, yes. very much. I really appreciate that. For the listening audience, the album is called Here's to Tomorrow by Madshirm MC. Go bump that. It is the album that has Jaws on it and also yeah. multiple cuts that you'll be hearing throughout the episode, including this episode, which will play Jaws right now. Hell yeah. Uh Back up in this bitch. Cowabunga, motherfucker. Finna hang ten on these hoes one time. Cannonballs off the boat dock. David Asselhoff for my shirt off. Blonde bombshell, color Molotov. Papa Molly and Maqua socks. I'm a big boss. Everything slow mo. Wash Fox Trust. Got Henny XO on the big rocks. Offshore, and we're gonna get lost. Life jacket, G Shock, and a pair of flip flops. Drip, drip, big splash. Drip. Drip, big splash, flame motherfucker, then I dip in a dash, drown him in a bloodbath. Go drip, drip, big splash, drip, 
drip, big splash. Flame motherfucker, then I dip in a dash. Drown him in a bloodbath. Howard's Park, after dark, finish sharp. Finesse the fifth of Cuddy Sark. Leaving marks on these marks, then we dart. Simply just a work of art. Here we are, laughing hard, hardy hard. Then we hard, boon your heart. Bitch, I'm the full meal deal, and I keep shit real. Yeah, I ain't nothing but a pop tart. Dandy cams, candy ass, catch the rash, and the cramps take a chance. Do the dance, Cupid shuffle, crabble, scuttle, high as shuttle to Peter Pan. Off the chain, Captain Hook, hook for hands, built to bubble, makes a last. Double trouble on the daily double. Yes, I need it, talking cash advance. If she's fishy, then we cannot cuddle. Never settle, and I'm rarely subtle. Mojito lime, always muddled. Bitches beefing, always slightly fuddle. Then we finna ride out, ride out to the motherfucking hideout. Lighthouse, throttle with a bottle, full throttle of the model, and she goes like me, hold that. No doubt, baby. Drip, drip, big splash. Drip, drip, big splash. When we play motherfucker, then I dip in a dash. Drown him in a bloodbath. Go drip, drip, big splash. Drip, drip, big splash. Flay motherfucker, then I dip in a dash. Drown him in a bloodbath. Deep sea dive, my tongue's a submarine. Flex show pro girl, I'ma lick it clean. Yeah, I'm the man, go ham on the clam. Pentacles just might touch his spleen. Empty out my testicles, McQueen. It will be a spectacle and seeing me enacting on my wet dreams. <laughs> Eating off your oceanic plate On a boat that's bigger than a whale Surfing in the sun and feeling great So in love with life, can't you tell? Hating motherfuckers won't see Wixel They'll throw you out the sea and take the wind out your sails But I'm finna make bail, finna do well Make them seasick till they kick the pail Big bang full of blue face Like Tommy Cruise gives a shark tank Fish tank with cement shoes Dove in with the big fan And we on the move, creep in, lurk in What you gonna do? Get the big brain like we down with the Waterloo It's insane how we maintain, never lose Got a main vein that I drain when I'm in the groove Up all night like a motherfucker never snooze In the groove too deep Too busy making moves So we still don't sleep Till we famous Swashbuckle in Yeah we going in No fumble in Do my dance cause my anus And we keep shit true Like the deep sea blue That's wrapped in sealed With the zeal on crew Tell you one more game If you ain't got the news Motherfucker this is what we gotta do Drip, drip, big splash Drip, drip, big splash Flay motherfucker Then I dip in a dash Drown him in a bloodbath